how to grow as a disciple. Paul in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 25 writes, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with all its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The process of becoming more like Jesus is, in one of the big words of theology, sanctification. If a disciple of Jesus Christ is showing the fruit I read about earlier, then that disciple is becoming Christ-like and is being sanctified. Another way to look at sanctification is that it is like the changing of a caterpillar into a butterfly. It's a process. Sometimes it's a difficult path. But nobody said becoming holy is easy. Certainly Jesus never said that it was. Now, you may well ask, that if I am being sanctified, why do I still continue to sin? Firstly, you sin because you chose to sin. Nobody else can take the rap. You can lead a horse to water, but you can never make it drink. Similarly, the devil and the world may tempt you to sin, but it is only you that does the actual sinning. So do not succumb to the wiles and ways of the devil and the world. Secondly, when you became a Christian, you gained a whole new nature albeit in embryonic form and as this new nature grows your old spiritual nature shrivels and shrinks yet refuses to die quickly so our new nature now that you are a disciple of Jesus fights against the old sinful nature so what can a disciple of Jesus Christ do? as Christian disciples we are not left alone to fend for ourselves Jesus Christ himself promised help in order to become more like him. We overcome sin and temptation through the power of the Holy Spirit. He works in us and assists our new nature in overcoming the old nature. We may struggle in our own strength, but with the power of the Holy Spirit helping and abetting, our old nature slowly shrivels and dies. Remind yourself that temptation itself is not sin. Otherwise, Jesus himself would have sinned. And we know that even though he faced constant temptation, we know for certain that he did not sin. It is rather, as John Stott helpfully puts it in his classic commentary on Romans, that as Christians, having died and being raised with Jesus Christ, we now live in the freedom of the indwelling spirit. Remember also what the beloved Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 4. You, dear children, are from God, and overcome them, because the one who is in you, speaking of the Holy Spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. If, however, a disciple does succumb to temptation and sins, then when that disciple recognises that they have sinned, they need to repent quickly. 
unconfessed sin soon becomes a heavy burden. Confession and repentance is needed. Not a confession born from constant graceless guilt like that of the young Martin Luther before his priest, but rather a repentance born from grace like that of the older and much wiser Martin Luther. That is why the confession of sin comes at the start of most worship services because as John Stott again reminds us we are to come in penitence before we praise much like David in Psalm 51 Are you struggling with some form of habitual sin? Are you facing insurmountable pressure from within your family perhaps your friends at work or within society in general in order to sin some way when faced with these pressures ask the Holy Spirit to help you overcome the temptation you'll face he who was promised to help you will help you sometimes in the most surprising of ways for more to read and think about please do look up Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 to 11 you may leave comments or messages for me at www.davegroberts.podbean.com Thank you.